Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Accepted Authority. I'm Andy Marmont. I'm Greg Rowworth. And each week, we talk about attracting and converting premium clients consistently and predictably by sharing our own experiences as business owners and as consultants. Now, this week, we've got a really interesting topic uh, that's dear to my heart. It's all about how we're going to influence and reach our ideal clients. So we've got a couple of things that we want to talk about here. But we might sort of open up, Greg, you know, in your experience, you're highly credentialed, you know, you've written a book, you've, you've, you've done the hard yards and growing, growing and selling a number of businesses. How do you reach and influence your ideal client? Hmm. Yeah, well, that, you know, it, it really does come back to, to messaging and, um, you know, the number of vehicles about how you go about that. Um, and, yeah. But I think, first of all, you know, the ideal client is the appropriate word um, or two words, but <laughs> you know, because, it's, you know, the, the way we reach our ideal clients is to know where they hang out, you know, yeah. where, where are they receptive to content or, you know, to receiving your message. So, you know, firstly, I think, that's the critical questions that we need to be asking as you know, professional, or you know, as professionals or consultants. That um, you know, who specifically is our ideal client, and where am I likely to be able to contact them? You know, the, the mistake I see a lot of people making is that they'll just jump on the latest social media fad, or you know, yep. they'll listen to someone and say, "Well, you've got to be on Facebook, or you've got to be on LinkedIn, or you." got to be on TikTok or <laughs> who knows. I'm not sure what TikTok is really, apart from the, what happens with my watch. But um, uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, the, the flip that I see in our thinking that we need to, to have first is, you know, really be specific about who is our ideal client so that we know, you know, are they likely to be on Facebook or LinkedIn or somewhere else where you know, I can create some sort of content or, you know, messaging that they will be receptive to. Um, so it comes back to that. But, um, yeah, before I go on with, you know, more about that, uh, tell me about your experience, Andrew. And, you know, what's, uh, yeah, I, I think your, it's... Your, your, your right, expertise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right, Greg. It's all about actually being really focused about, not trying to serve a number of people, but just trying to serve one, pick one. Mm. And then, you, as you say, you really get to know who they are, where they, where they hang out. And I think in consulting, uh, there's a lot of different ideas about there, but you'll find that LinkedIn, for example, is probably the easiest way to get direct connection with a lot of your ideal clients. LinkedIn's great because you can really go narrow the search if people update their profiles correctly. Mm. And it's then it just comes down to understanding a bit more about the, la the language that they use, uh, the problems that they have, whether you actually speak to your clients regularly and you get a sense of that. And from that, you're able to then tailor conversations and, and, and start to, you know, talk to people. And even as far early as today, I reached out to someone who I used to work with in the consulting space and said, look, this is what we're doing. Uh, would you be interested? It's a 12-week it's a, a program that focus on these three sort of key areas. And he came back and said, oh, actually, well, I've been following your, your posts and uh, it's, it's great to see what you're doing. And I thought it just shows you that 
when we're looking at attracting and influencing our ideal client, as long as you're consistent and you really focus on the things that they're struggling with, then um, whether people read or comment or not, if you're putting yourself out there consistently and you're constantly tinkering with the messaging and ensuring that there's get, you know, it does get connection, then you're going to be in a much stronger position than someone who does like random marketing and just yeah. Yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, no, totally. And you mentioned, well, two, two things really stood out in what you said to me. Um, you know, firstly, the, um, you know, the languaging of your messaging, you know, that fits your ideal client. You know? And what I see a lot is that you know, the language on you know, most professional websites is very generic. And yes. you know, it's, it's sort of tailored so that it's, it's not um, or it's, it's inclusive of everyone who could possibly be a client instead of really narrowing down to a specific client. And, you know, I understand the thinking about that, you know, why would we want to narrow down our focus and, and miss opportunities? But the reality yeah. is, you know, with messaging, if it's generic and, you know, well, it's really, you know, tends to be watered down to fit everyone in. Um, so when you do that, you actually don't really communicate effectively with anyone. Mm. Um, so, you know, the languaging to, to really fit your ideal client's specific situation is really important in getting that message across because they're more receptive to something that's really tailored to them. So you end up having yes. much greater impact with your messaging when it's focused and targeted to a specific niche market. Mm. Um, the other thing you said, if I can remember it now, um, towards the end, uh, it's just slipped my mind, but uh, I'll I, talk the consistency yeah. of, of yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, being consistent about you know, presenting content and, and being seen in the market, you know, elevates your authority positioning already. Um, you know, and if you're just, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the random marketing, um, you know, random acts of marketing, that's a lot of people do. You know, when we get quiet and, and need to go to market, just to start messaging then, you know, when that message comes, you know, to someone, it, it tends to be out of context. Um, there's no real authority around that messaging. Um, you know, a lot of people do it the wrong way, so it's perceived as spam. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, and, you know, so there's a lot of... Um, benefit in you know being consistently seen um, to be sharing your expertise, your opinions, your thoughts. Um, you know, even though you mightn't get a lot of feedback until the situation like uh, you just mentioned. You know, you happen to reach out to someone and they feedback. Oh, you have seen your content. You know, <laughs> mm. That happens to me a lot as well. You know, people who don't like my content. You know, in that terms. Um, or you know, make comments on it, but you know, I might bump into them somewhere, yes. and they mention that they've seen my posts and uh, yes. you know, like them. So, yeah, so I think that consistency is a very important part of the process as well. Now, you've written a book, Greg. Um, well, a couple of books actually. But <laughs> you're a, you're a multi a, a multi uh, 
um, project author. Uh-huh. And getting that message right, if you're gonna if you're gonna write a book, you know, a body mm-hmm. of work like that, which if uh, if you're watching and you're also you run a consulting firm, then it might be a series of uh, a series of posts. It might be a series of webinars, whatever the program looks like. In your case, books. What's mm-hmm. how did you how did you land on the messaging when it comes to the title, when it comes to hooking people in, when it comes to ensuring that they actually get to the end of the book? How did you go about? Mm-hmm. What was the process, Greg, about doing that? Yeah, good good questions there, Andrew. Um, for me, it was you know, being in the game myself, you know, and mixing with a lot of other consultants and, and business coaches and accountants, you know, uh, you know, from the accounting stream originally. Um, you know, I could see that most of those people were struggling with the same struggles that I had. Um, yes. And, um, you know, so I understood that struggle you know I'd been there myself and you know been in their situation so um, you know having managed to rise above that challenge and, and have some solutions to it you know I thought that I had some you know some positive um, um, what do you call you know experiences to to share with other people um, because you know for me I've always wanted to help others and, you know, if I can see that I've got some solutions and some answers, then I'm, I'm willing to share. So, you know, a book was a, a good way to do that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work in a book. Um, so, you know, as much as it sounds odd, you know, having written two books, I, I don't recommend that yeah. a book is the first place to go to, you know, for sharing expertise or sharing your content. But as is, you know, if you can get that uh, um, accepted authority position yes. and you already have some flow of people wanting to know more from you, then there's a good time to add a book to that, that process. Um, but, yeah, coming up with the content, the title, you know, all of those things for me was specifically around, you know, who am I writing to yeah. right? and what either what problem am I solving or what solution am I providing? Not not so much the solution, but the outcome Mm -hmm. that I'm looking for. Because Mm -hmm. as funny as it is, you know, as professional service providers, nobody actually wants our services. Mm. You know, they want the outcomes that those services provide. (laughs) So, you know, a big mistake I see a lot of, professionals making is promoting their services which you know there's a creates a disconnect because no one really wants those services unless they know what the outcomes of those services are so yeah writing the books and the content you know then became around you know who am I writing to you know who's this who does this have meaning for in other words so people need to know that it's relevant to them and then what What's the outcome of reading this book? Um, so, and then the content really just flowed from there. You know that step by step. You know, first of all, you know, identifying with the the people I'm writing to, so that they understood that I've been where they are. I've walked in their shoes. I've struggled yes. with the same challenges. Um, so they know that you know, you know, I wasn't some overnight success. <laughs> you know, I wasn't someone who came in and hit the ground running and, you know, everything fell into place. 
know, there are some people out there, you know, sort of providing advice or expertise like that. But to me, you know, there's a hollowness about that sort of advice because they haven't really been through the same struggles mm. as most of mm. us have been. So for me, you know, it's putting myself in my reader's shoes, showing them I've been there and, you know, identifying with the struggles they're going through, but then, you know, sharing with them how I overcame those challenges and putting into place, you know, their results of, of what I went through and, uh, you know, the outcomes I was able to achieve through that process. I love that that distinction, Greg, where you say that uh, it's not about people don't buy the services or, you know, you don't promote your services, mm-hmm. pr- promote the outcome. In reality, is that really around talking about, you know, customer stories and case studies and real-life examples and linking it back? Is that how, what that's, would your advice be? Yeah, well, that's definitely helpful to, um, to have practical examples of, of where, you know, the, the systems have been used, but but also it's more about um, not just teaching people what they should know, or you know, because you know, in my experience, people often already know what they need to know. Yes, <laughs> they just don't put it into practice, or yeah. you know, or they don't have. Well, they well, you know. They might have read a book about swimming, but until you get in the water, you, you know, do you really know how to swim? You know, so totally. a lot of people have knowledge, but they don't really have the practical ability to put that knowledge into, into use. So you know, that's that, you know, in a way, if I just write another book that gives them more knowledge, then I'm just adding to the confusion in a way. Um, yes. I'm just adding more white noise to the situation. So the way I tend to write my books is to try to cut through that noise in a way and give them practical ways they can implement the knowledge Mm -hmm. rather than just add more knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's fantastic advice. And certainly being able to reach and influence your ideal client is a bit of a journey. Um, It involves a lot of testing and data Mm-hmm. And if you are going through a campaign or you're starting a campaign, then I guess the advice that we're landing on here is have one one niche, one target market, um, have some messaging that, that you think that would be appropriate to them. Go out and test it, door knock digitally, you know, connect with new people, put content out there that they you think that they would be relevant to. And then, and then measure, get some feedback because you'll, you'll, you'll get feedback pretty instantly. People are good at telling you their, their, their opinion on things. So that's, um, we'll wrap that right. one up well, there, Greg. Want, I mean, one one yes. thing I was wondering, though, from your perspective, Andrew, I mean, I'm talking maybe more of a macro level, but you've yeah. come from a journalistic background. So maybe at a micro level, you know, how do you see those concepts applying from your perspective and maybe shorter form content or, um, you know, other, other ways that you, you work with clients? I think that the, the way that you can get the cut through is, is to think about it's all about a war of attention nowadays. So mm. previously we would write big, long LinkedIn articles or LinkedIn posts or big, long emails and newsletters, and now it's really almost about 
being better at being concise. And instead of doing one email a month, it's it's a weekly email, but having one theme and, and break it up to different topics. You know, for example, if it's if it's on say LinkedIn, then uh, instead of having a big long post, it might be you know the top three the top three sentences are the things that are going to hook people in. You know, you're essentially an editor of your own media house. So you've got to just always think about what are people going to stop and look at. And it's the same with your webinars, the same with your other events that you're doing. It's the same with your, if you're building a campaign where you're, you're sort of messaging people and connecting with the right people. I feel like you've just got to, Give people the respect that they're inundated anyway with noise and messages, as you said, Greg. So how do we quickly get to the point and have a mixture of are we going to ask them every so often, is this something you're interested in, Um, but also give them value and build that value and build that relationship. So I think it's just that mixture of shorter, concise messaging, testing the data and being in it for the long haul. Yeah, no, I like that. And, yeah, it definitely is a war for attention and uh, people will have a very short attention span. So it's, you know, capturing that attention in in short form content first. Um, yeah. you know, and then if they have, you know, we, we do capture their attention, then, you know, ideally, you know, it's them looking for what's next. You know, what, yeah. you know, this has been a, it's like the, the taste tempter, um, piece yeah. isn't it? It's just you know, here's a sample. You know, if you want more of that, you know, here here's where you need to go next. So if we can provide that pathway yes. for them, I think that you know, it's, to me, it's never about one piece of content. You know, it's mm-hmm. always about you know, what's the pathway that we're leading people on, and you know, what sort of content do we need to provide at each step on that pathway? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and there might be a number of different pathways, perhaps. But, you know, we need to have the content, um, you know, formulated in our mind as, you know, like breadcrumbs in a way. You know, what's the step-by-step, you know, one breadcrumb that gets them interested, then the next one they're looking for and and then the following one and so on um, to bring them to a point where they're actually influenced by us and ready to, to work with us ideally rather than just informing them uh, about yes. you know, the seven ways to solve their problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love that distinction. I'd, be, I'd love to learn more. I'm sure a lot of other people who are watching or listening would, would love to learn more about creating, uh, influencing at the different levels because, as we know, yeah, there's very few people who are ready to buy right now. Mm. Uh, there might be a, a, a bigger group that are maybe looking to buy in the next four to 12 months and there's probably a group there that just aren't interested at all. So uh, maybe we do another t- episode on on breaking that down a little bit and then getting getting people some food for thought about where if they're struggling with attracting you, then what do we need to create? If they're struggling with maybe they've got them in, but they're just not getting uh, engagement, how do we do that? And, of course, at the end, you know, how do we convert more? So we'll come back to those. Um, so thanks, Greg. Now, where can we find you? We want um, to connect with you. Yeah, well, um, LinkedIn, just uh, search Greg Roworth and you'll find me pretty easily. Otherwise, um, go to my website, uh, businessflightpath.com, and um, you'll be able to um, find some of my content there and uh, yeah, reach out. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, you know, start with the content and uh, email me from there, I'm happy to talk from there. 
Awesome. And uh, Andy Marmont, you can, you can jump on LinkedIn, Andy Marmont or Concurve, so C-O-N-Q-U-R-V-E.com.au. Thanks again, Greg. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Pleasure, Andrew.